and gentlemen, let's go. Let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. Let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in the zone. The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. All right, a Wednesday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. We head up until 2 o'clock. The next four hours, we've got you. Hey, <laughs> Chiefs still going to the Super Bowl. Four out of five. One, two, three, four out of fifth. Let me check the lower third here. Breaking news. What? Chiefs still going to Super Bowl. Wow. How about that? Still going to the Super Bowl. Still breaking news. 913-912-4810 is the text line. We will talk an hour from now with Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analytics expert. Yeah. We were so close. We were so close. Didn't we almost have it all? Almost Detroit, Kansas City Super Bowl. But the devastation and the heartbreak that Cynthia must still be feeling and it's going to be a little awkward, I think, bringing her on the air here in Kansas City, celebrating and enjoying the euphoria of going to another Super Bowl, the fourth in five years, while her team is never gone. And they had a 17-point lead at halftime. And teams in a conference championship game with a 17-point lead were undefeated before that game. And it is unfortunately Detroit Lions fashion that that ended up happening but i felt so bad for cynthia and we talked about it last week of how cool it would be with chiefs and lions super bowl like how amazing chiefs lions super bowl would be um and she was like you know if that happens it'd just be great because whoever won i'd be happy you know but uh obviously a huge lions fan um she uh, switched her pick the model said 49ers she picked lions wow she's like it's first time in like five years that i'm going against the model and i'm going with my heart the Lions, and her heart almost had it. You know, there's another level of this being the absolute worst few days Cynthia could possibly dream up. It's not just that the Lions lost a heartbreaker in the NFC Championship game. They did it in a way that sparked days oh. of the lowest IQ discourse imaginable about analytics. Yeah. I'm going to ask her why... Dan Campbell called for the Jameer Gibbs fumble. <laughs> Why did analytics say to not catch the ball that hit your face mask and then to knock it up to the other team? Why did analytics do this? I'm going to ask her why they called the Josh Reynolds drop the ball on third down and five. She's a really like level-headed person. She's mm-hmm. like she seems like emotionally well-regulated. But, but you can't be level-headed when your coach calls the fumble fumble play. And I just don't. Not the I fumble don't, It's making me a little uncomfortable to think about just that joke that you're going to say in an hour, because I think she'll laugh, but I will cringe on her behalf because I will handle it worse than she does. <laughs> 
By the way, I, I, I missed this yesterday, but did you see uh, as a quick little preview and primer for our uh, conversation with Cynthia Freeland coming up at 11 o'clock? We'll talk with Kendall Gaiman at noon and Mick Schaefer at 1 o'clock. Do you see Greg Olson's tweet yesterday yes. about the analytics? Yes, he's wonderful. I mean, he's so brilliant. Can't wait so to lose his job to Tom Brady. Um, if people did not see this, um, he said, the biggest criticism used against, quote, analytics is that it doesn't take into account the team or situation. And he said, Michael Badgley career, 48-plus yards, 45%. And he said, why doesn't the, quote, take the points crowd include these pieces of information? Early in the game, San Francisco elected to attempt a field goal on fourth down. Moody missed. Yeah, but you pressed... Thank you, Greg! But you pressed the kicker, the, the take the points button. It's like you, you press the fall on the football, you recover the football button. Exactly. Just press the button. Three free points. Because obviously we haven't seen the result. Of, I know the result of this. I know they lost, they, they, they missed or whatever it was. They didn't recover the fumble. They missed the, uh, didn't uh, convert on fourth down. I know that they did not come through on that. If they did something else, they absolutely 100% would have come through because you just take the points. You go to the officials and you say, uh, yeah, um, we're going to take three here. Yep. Okay, three. Three points is like a, you know, like intentional, it's, happened, right? it's an intentionally walk. Oh, that's good. Intentionally walk. We're just giving them four. Just yeah. go ahead and walk down to first base. We're just going to uh, walk them here. Or, you know, you're right. Head to head, you know, uh, you know what? That's, you're good. Yeah, it's on the lip, man. I don't, you're, you're, you're good. Go ahead and, go ahead and pick that pick up. This one up, okay? Yeah, go ahead and, uh, we're going to take the three. Thank you. All right, guys, let's go. Kick off. Kick off. Let's go. We got three points up on the board. Here we go. It makes me, it's so frustrating because what Olsen did there in that tweet is like, hey, guys, here's the simplest math, like third grade math. There's just some probabilities. There's something to think of. They may have had the exact same odds of converting that fourth down and making the field goal, so you would obviously rather continue to have a chance to keep the ball and score four points. I'm going to guess the fourth and two was a higher percentage than 45%. I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that. And I'll ask her. I'll ask her if the fourth and two is higher than 45% conversion rate. It's, I think um, people there's probably are a number out there that would say that. Willfully ignorant at this point, and right. that is frustrating because so many of them, like those who do, I don't know, talk about professional football, uh, like do pro football talk or whatever, um, those people make the conversation stupider because they don't want to learn. Well, and I'm glad that um, Andy Reid didn't take field position or try to take long points on fourth and two on their first possession. I'm glad that he went for it on fourth and two, and they ended up getting seven points out of it. Uh, had they not, I'm like, oh my gosh, you would a punt ball. Your defense would beat you. All right, so we'll talk, with, uh, we'll talk with Cynthia Freeland coming up at uh, 11 o'clock. Again, Kendall Gammon at noon and Mick Schaefer at 1 o'clock. There's a lot of stuff to uh, to get into today and, and play, a lot of sound to play today, because there were some podcasts that uh, came out yesterday and today. Um, it might have been, what's today, Wednesday? Oh my goodness, I almost thought it was Thursday. Wednesday? I said it, uh, yesterday, you know what, it might have been Tuesday that it actually came out. Oh wait, yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday All right. was Tuesday. A today week from Wednesday. Tuesday Tomorrow's Thursday. Is Tuesday. Okay, great. I'm just um, glad the Super Bowl's on Sunday. I, I'm glad we don't have to do this for another week. Hey, Josh. Oh, no! Technically, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. It is. It's just not this Sunday. It's on a Sunday. It's just not next Sunday. Or is it next Sunday? Well, that's a good semantics mm. question. This Sunday, there's no game. On Friday, next Sunday, my son was excited about the weather warming up, and he was like, yeah, it's supposed to be warm. I'm like, yeah, it's going to get like in the 50s or 60s next week. And he goes, Mommy said it was this week. I said, well, son, <laughs> let me, uh, so here's the thing. It's Friday, and 
next week and this week are sort of the same thing. They're kind of the same. It's confusing. You'll learn eventually. On Monday, this week and next week are definitely different weeks. On Friday, this week and next week are the same. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Um, I'll I'll explain it later on. When (laughs) you know what, wedding day. You know, honestly, son, I'd rather talk about sex with you. I'd rather (laughs) explain the birds and the bees than try to explain this week versus next week. Okay, so she poops it out. That's uh, (laughs) that's what happens. It's crazy. I know. It's weird. I don't know how storks are so strong. It doesn't make any sense. They have fragile little necks. Unbelievable. UPS, right there. Amazon. Uh, it's an Amazon driver just dropped you off right there in the hospital for us. That joke's Weird. not going to be funny in 20 years because it's just going to be true. <laughs> an Amazon drone delivers your baby and then you take it from there. All right. Thank you. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks. Guys, they've, they've lost my package. Okay, ma'am, I'm very sorry. Would you have some coffee? Some My baby is in a drone. You remember Balloon Boy from 50 years ago? Ma'am, calm down. I'm going to need you to calm down. We are currently tracking it. Okay. We have the tracking data. Okay. We'll leave it on your porch. Don't leave it on my porch. We we will let you know. We have it uh, tracked. We have found it um, roughly over Saskatchewan. <laughs> um, and yes, we got confused. Okay. We, we thought it was a different last name, but um, we are rerouting the drone right now. Don't worry. Plenty of food. Blankets. Your son or daughter, I know you didn't want to know. You uh, want to keep the find out at your doorstep. You cut the cut the box open. What's the box? Hey, all right. Uh, no, you open the box and poof. Ooh. Like, uh, smoke comes out. That's you know, good. Like the uh, Pope, only it's a girl Pope. Man. <laughs> we are really revolutionizing We are things, progressing man. a lot. My goodness. Man, I've had a couple. Every once in a while, I've had a package delivered to the wrong location. That would be a bummer <laughs> on either side of my interaction. Um, How do I do a return? Yeah, Amazon. Look, your wife already called. No, no, I'm actually calling about the space eater. Um, we also didn't get that. Yeah, the, the baby. She's got. She, she's taking the, care of the baby. Baby's yeah, so, fine. Come on, I'm, I, it's it's kind of cold right now. Um, I'm just I, chilly. Just checking if the. Do you, do you have the humidifier on the way? Um, what is the return window? <laughs> Ninety days. It's not sleeping overnight. Sixty days. Thirty days. Okay, thirty. This isn't the baby we ordered. <laughs> we ordered to sleep through the night. There were the reviews definitely said this one sleeps through the night. Return yes. manufacturer error. <laughs> no longer needed. <laughs> actually, Wrong size. actually, our marriage is fine. We saved. Our, we don't need the baby anymore. So we actually decided to stay together anyway. So we no longer need a, a baby to, to lock this marriage Did in. I just for a put while. a put a new uh, barcode on his forehead or put it back in the box. <laughs> Drop it off at like the UPS store. Are they fine? <laughs> like, Scratch off on the show sheet here. Drone baby. Great. One topic down. There we go. We are just going to cruise right through these, man. Great. Hey, um, they always called. Is it Cameron Dicker, the kicker? Uh huh. Dicker the kicker. Right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Justin Tucker may have a different name. Yeah, according to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we kind of we thought we had we were ahead of the curve yesterday. But yeah, that's right. It, it sounds like Dicker the Kicker might be two guys. Oh, it's a big conversation that's been going on the last few days, and we heard Justin Tucker yesterday explain away that uh, we were just having fun. Apparently, they took it seriously. They they they're taking warm up seriously. Like I'm trying to lunge everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting here kicking from the goal line, which typically I have lots of field goals that I kick from the goal line when we get you know. Eight yards deep in the end zone. <laughs> Kick this 10-yard field goal. Oh, that's where Zay Flowers is trying to put the ball. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Exactly right. He's trying to set it to uh, field goal. Set it and forget it. Shake and bake. Um, here's Travis Kelsey, the New Heights podcast that dropped this morning. Um, they got right into it after they went through the um, dumb questions or no dumb questions and all of that stuff. And um, 
They got right into it of what happened pregame, and here is Travis Kelsey talking about that pregame interaction with Justin Tucker. So we're warming up, and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get, they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always... If you're if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a fucking dick about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your fucking <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping. Eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really. But Like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out, and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive, and I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like, being a dick about it, like, trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I it get worked. it, but he got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame. Have yeah. the right mindset, and we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so, Justin, sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time, dude. In a game of being a Richard, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey over Justin Tucker. I'll take Travis Kelsey over anybody except maybe Chris Jones. <laughs> If you're going to be a bleeping bleep about it, that wasn't a joke. No, that was very real. That was on and he he emphasized both uh uh uh, sil- uh syllables. Uh-huh. Our on our side of the field. When he's over on our side of the field. But if you're going to be a bleeping D about it, there was no joking going on. There was no joking going on. And that right there should have been more of an indication of what was going to happen in the game with Kelsey and Mahomes. And then further solidified by that fourth down and two catch. Because that was... We're not just uh, joking around and ha-ha, uh, finger guns. <laughs> All right, a little uh, Oh, dap. just, oh, see right, out there on the go. field, yeah. big guy. Ha-ha, pat on the butt. You know, go get him, Justin. Give him a nuggie. Yeah, oh, you, you, you kicker. It's weird that I'm doing this while you're wearing your helmet. But... You kicker, you're not wearing your helmet because you put it next to a pet. <laughs> that's true, you're right, okay. Yeah. Changing the <laughs> um, No, the Ravens took the approach of, you know, we're going to try to intimidate these guys. We're going to walk over to their side of the field and get into it with the secondary and and headbutt one of them and F around and find out. And they all f around and found out. Justin Tucker with his four points scored in the game. Good for you. You got them four points, man. That's awesome. More than most people scored in the game. I bet he's happy with his performance. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, he got four and Zay Flowers got six. So there you go. Congratulations, man. The biggest thing in that clip to me is the... Perfect, just sort of analyzing of the situation. 
Here's how it usually goes. This whole episode of New Heights, by the way, don't go listen to it right now because mm-hmm. you're listening to The Zone. But this whole episode of New Heights was great. They, as we'll hear more throughout the show and everything. But in that there, they, they had both modes of what makes that show great and what makes Travis Kelsey hilarious to listen to. Matter of fact, here's explaining. Here's how it usually works. And, you know, kickers get to kick both ways and make sure they're checking out the wind and everything. It's just sort of how it goes. And that's kind of the general process. And if you want to be a bleeping bleep about it, what you can do is it is a hard shift right into him being pissed about it all over again. And and he, as he even said, like, you know, Pat kind of had a little like, all right, all right, Justin, kind of moving on and getting like Pat was just going to move away from it all. And then Kelsey decides, nope, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and handle this right now. If you want to be a bleep and bleep about it, it's it's a perfect, perfect summary. We're going to some other things with Travis Kelsey. Also. The uh, Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and uh, Tom Brady. Andy Reid was on that um, and uh, went through and cut some clips from Andy Reid with uh, Jim Gray and Tom Brady talking about uh, playing in Vegas. There's there's some clear little subtle jabs at the Raiders mm. by Andy Reid talking about mm. playing in Vegas, how cool it was to play on the road and win. Um, and then he and Tom Brady have like a two-minute discussion about trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls, which I thought was really fascinating. Uh, And, of course, they ask him about Taylor Swift and the phenomenon uh, with that. So we'll play all of those. We'll continue rolling here in this hour one of a Wednesday edition of the show. Cynthia Freeland joins us at uh, 11 o'clock. Kendall Gammon at noon. Mick Schaefer at 1 o'clock. More Zone right after this. All right, welcome back here in the zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's hear some more clips from the uh, New Heights podcast. Uh, Travis Kelsey talking about the uh, diving catch, the third down diving catch, their second drive that resulted in a touchdown, a uh, big third down and five. They had already converted two third downs before that play and uh, faced with another third down, tied 7-7. Seven to seven. Uh, This is the uh, explanation from Travis on um, – uh, what happened on that play? Now, remember, after the game, we heard uh, Patrick Mahomes say, of course, Travis ran the wrong route and still got the ball. Uh, here's Travis Kelsey explaining what took place. Big third down play, and Pat uh, changed the play. In my mind, I was like, I don't know if we should change this play. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you play football. Yeah, for those of you You have to watching. listen to the guy. He's got the keys to the car. It's his – he's steering the ship. you got to listen to the guy that – and I was just like, mm, I don't like it. And sure enough, he's pumping and trying to find me come on, coming over the middle of the Where's field. Where's Trav? He's going to be right here. Any second, he's going to be right there. Okay, where, okay, he's not showing up. I'm over here <laughs> picking my nose over there and <laughs> on the numbers. Well, you made uh, up for and, it because uh, you made every Yeah, he's scrambling for his life, gets his legs <laughs> chopped out from under him and throws just something and just to get the ball out a of his hands duck. so he doesn't yeah. take a sack. At that point, I'm in my head like, I got to make a play for my guy i'm just out here looking like an asshole, not running the right route for him um in the biggest game of the year so um but yeah pat thanks for giving me a chance baby i love you man i don't think we should change this play right here no i'm gonna i'm gonna run the same route i know you're changing the play for other guys i kind of feel like it's gonna work for me and it did not <laughs> it did not work for him uh and you know mahomes sitting there pump faking waiting for him to come over the middle and he said i'm just over there on the numbers just picking my nose, picking my nose. Uh, um 
And uh, eventually they found him. So thankfully they did that because it was one of the more iconic plays that we've seen um, in the postseason with those two guys uh, hooking up and throwing the ball and Patrick Mahomes getting his legs chopped out while holding the ball back like he's, you know, getting ready to throw it the whole time and then flips it that way. And where Travis Kelsey was when Patrick Mahomes flipped the ball to where Travis Kelsey actually caught the ball, there's no reason for anybody to throw it there. He had to fight through a screen, essentially. It was unbelievable. There's no reason for Mahomes to throw it to the spot that he did, considering where Travis Kelsey was. When Mahomes said that Kelsey had run the wrong route, you could have given me three or four guesses as to what he meant by that, and at no point was conscientious objector going to make my list. I was like, oh, did he... You know, did he mean that he ran an option route and read it wrong? That would have been my first guess. Second guess, yes. maybe he heard the play call wrong. Third guess, you know, just freelance some, but not necessarily that he just disobeyed. No. We're changing the play. I don't think we should. I'm going to run what I disagree. Run. I'll be over here. Yeah, um, I'll be, like a bleep hole on the numbers, picking his nose. I'll be where I should be because this is going to work. <laughs> Not sure what you're thinking over there, Mr. Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Quarterback, Mr. I'm reading the defense, but I know what I'm doing too, okay? Um we talked about whether or not the Chiefs could flip the switch and did they flip a switch going into the postseason? Here's uh Travis talking about uh that sort of question and whether that is something that can happen for a team going into the postseason from how they played throughout the regular season. I think there's just that 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 flip of the switch that you you kind of turn on in December. Yeah, sense of urgency. You know, you want to try and have that switch for the entire year, but it's a 17 game season, man. Sometimes it's just, I mean, it's hard, man. It's hard, especially after 11 years getting excited for a random game in in November where you know you're about to wax this team. It's hard to <laughs> get it going every single week, and um, yeah. this year it was it was it was harder than ever because we weren't winning those games. We were trying to find ways to win, and we were kicking ourselves in the foot. And we're finally getting the juices going. We're finally playing our best ball at the right time. And how can you not get excited about that? You know, the the how can you not wake up every single day knowing that you got a chance to go and get this thing, man? It's electric. It's it's the best feeling in the world, man. There's nothing better than January and February football, baby. And, uh, yeah, we're in the thick of it, man. Who's the random team in November that they were about to wax? They lost to the Broncos on October 29th. I'm looking, I'm looking at the schedule. Too. It's, not, the it's not quite November, but that was what it made me think of. They played three November games because they had the bye week. They played yeah. uh, Miami, Philadelphia, and then in Vegas. And it they definitely wasn't Vegas. Miami or Philadelphia. No. And, and they kind of waxed Vegas. Even though they started out slow, they were down 14 nothing. could have been down 17 nothing. That's true. Wax is not fair. Yeah, but they did wax after that because right. it was 31-3 to It was a slow way. start. Hey, guys, what the bleep is going on? We should be waxing this team, and right. then they did. And and I'm not sure what the, the the origin of waxing would be, but when you light the candle, it does take a while for that wax to melt. That's a great point. So maybe that was the slow sort of, they were going to wax that team. Or is it like waxing a car? Is it wax on, wax off? Is it waxing just blocking like uh, Mr. Miyagi? Is it hair removal? Danielson. I don't That's know. I'm going to look point. into it. Yep, thank I'm going to find the origins of the Appreciate idiom. Appreciate it. Need the origin of waxing um so uh that's what happened and flipping the switch that yeah because in tampa we talked to mark schlereth stink and the conversation centered around back-to-back wins or back-to-back super bowls because they had won the year before and schlereth was on those broncos teams that won back-to-back and he said the second year 98, they fought boredom. 
throughout the year. They had to fight, and there were games where they felt like they were just going through the motions, but they were so good that they can go make plays when they needed to and win. Because that was the year when Mahomes said, well, I guess we're not winning by enough, so I guess that's a stat, you know, because uh, they went 14-2. and two. And 14-1 and one when they had their starters out there. Uh, they lost two games all year with their starters. One was the last game of the season against the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but he talked about being bored and having to fight against that. And I think that's a little bit of what, uh, not even a little bit, I think that's exactly what Travis Kelsey's talking about here is, I mean, you know, get up and be excited to play a random team in November that you know you're about to bleeping wax. And, you know, now it's, okay, this is it. This is what you've been working for all offseason and all year is for these moments. These are the moments for the Chiefs that they have been working for. And it didn't matter if they had the one or two seed. In the end, it didn't matter. It mattered how they played when it came time of a do or die win or go home scenario. And for both of those games, whether they won or lost, they were getting to go home. And they did that, and and they go on the road and win. I, I didn't think flipping a switch was possible, but I guess deferring to the Chiefs and been there, done that, and this group of players that so many on this team were on that team last year that won, that maybe there is that element of they were kind of just going through the motions. They kept shooting themselves in the foot. They weren't focused. They're just a tick off, just a hair off, just very close. Uh, and then it was like, now we're laser locked in. Now we're focused. No drop passes. Nothing like that. No dumb penalties. Phantom penalties, but no dumb penalties and uh, no turnovers. I mean, there was two turnovers, one in the Miami game and one in Buffalo. But we talked about those. The Miami game didn't affect them at all. They were running out the clock with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They were up 26-7. to Didn't matter. Um, you don't want that to happen, but it didn't matter. McCole Hardman almost changed the whole complexion of that game and took it from being a blowout, but they still ended up winning the game. That turnover did not hurt them. It wasn't an early turnover, a pick six or, um, you know, took points off the board when you were trailing by, you know, a couple possessions or something like the two turnovers late in the game for the Ravens diving for the end zone. You're down by 10 Throw an in interception in the end zone. You're down by 10 That's 14 points. Thank goodness. The chiefs did what they did and caused those turnovers and stepped up in big moments. Do you realize how many snaps Deion Bush played, by the way, five, three, <laughs> <laughs> he played so Charles Minahu played, I believe, six snaps and forced one turnover, and Dion Bush played three snaps and forced one turnover. So pretty efficient days for them. Obviously, Minahu cut yeah. over the injury, which is really unfortunate. Um, the, back very, to the, the very next play, though, by the way, I, I was shocked that he played six snaps. I feel like I saw him make six plays yeah, before he got hurt, right? And I mean, it was probably pretty close to that. Very next snap, damn it! But to to what Kelsey said there in that clip, as I was listening through today, that was one of the ones that I was just like, I I think that was a little bit later on from some of the ones we'd already played. So I already had like several oh, things okay, yeah. marked that I was like, all right, this is good stuff. We'll, we'll definitely play the Justin Tucker thing and all that. I heard that when I was like, oh. Well, they don't ever say that in no. week 11. You know what I mean? November, they never say, oh, we're just kind of cruising right now because we got to get it, make sure we're ramped up by, by playoff time. So not that even that is surprising, but him saying it out loud when you can look back on those, um, you know, waxing and wanings of the season. I'm really trying to find it where a lot of idioms that involve the word wax. None of them, oh. none of them are particularly helpful right now. Great. But. Going, being able to look back in retrospect at that time and, and say, yeah, that's just kind of something that happens. It is, he acknowledges, harder to get amped in year 11, about week 11, than it is to get ready for a, a postseason game where, like you mentioned, they are winner-go-home games. There, there is no feeling of like, ah, oh, well, 
All right, let's go ahead and let's everybody lay off here. We'll we'll figure it out over the week and, and we'll get back to it on Monday. Nope, Monday doesn't come if you don't win this game. And and it seems like pushing that for for an older player like Kelsey and a team that has been playing long, long, long seasons. Even the rookies now have been playing long seasons or yeah. second year guys long seasons after the pre-draft process, which is a season in and of itself. It it makes sense. We talked about it some at the time. It makes sense that this is not as important as what the Chiefs are going to be doing in January. The question is, can you actually find that switch to flip? And this team was able to. Because last year was a motivation of no Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay. Okay, great. We'll show you. You had an MVP season. You had the number one seed. And you won the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, we'll show you. This year, you're the Super Bowl champions. You already proved it. Mm-hmm. You already proved you didn't need Tyreek Hill. Okay. And then you kind of just get caught up in going through the motions and probably some being tired that you've played now a full season more of football in six seasons. The Chiefs have played seven seasons worth of football in six seasons because of the 17 postseason games they have played. Um, So Patrick Mahomes has, in fact, now played seven years of football even though he's only started six. <laughs> so he finally got that rookie season back. Uh, <laughs> so now we know. Just add the postseason numbers to his regular season numbers, and then you would say in a player's first seven seasons in the NFL, this is what he would look like. Now look at all the other first seven seasons in the NFL, and this is what that particular person did. He'd probably hold every single record there was for the uh, quarterback's first seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Travis Kelsey talking about the AFC Championship game uh, and um, what's different with the offense now. Oh, God, pretty damn good game. Obviously, we wish we would have scored more in the second half, but uh, went in there with the right mentality, uh, executed early, and um, and put their offense and really their team uh, with their backs against the walls. And, man, you got to love Spags in this defense right now, baby. Oh, God, it's electric playing with them, man. They're, they're, giving us, they're giving us chances to stay in games and win games and kind of manage things offensively, and Pat Mahomes is – is <laughs> playing the game like the best quarterback in the league, baby. We're not hurting ourselves right now, and that's the that's the best part. Where there's some flags here and there, but you're having good drives. The mistakes, like uh, like the drops, are kind of limited. The um, the fumble, the turnovers, all those things. The the game changers, uh, the game wreckers. Uh, certain things that you do to yourself that you just can't win doing. Uh, we started to clean that up a lot, and um, that. Goes to the to the head man, baby. You don't clean those things up without good discipline. You don't clean those things up without uh, having good leadership. And uh, that's uh, that's the coaching staff right there, making sure and harping on the right things and um, really motivating us in the right direction week in, week out. And uh, we never lost faith, not one time during the year. And uh, right now we're playing our best ball, baby. Doggone. Boy, Andy Reid, he's been around Andy Reid a while. I mean, doggone. We're going to enjoy this son of a buck. Woo, dog. Some of those, Do- dog on it, Harvey? Some of those clips that I bleeped, uh, Kelsey didn't say buck. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't what. Did you see the uh, email to Mike Freeman from Karen? Yes. yes did you I see did. the email to Mike Freeman from Karen, Dylan? In case people didn't see this, um, Karen emailed uh, Mike Freeman, subject, mother asking for linguistic help. What does waxing mean? No, that's not what she said. <laughs> Uh, she uh, writes to Mike Freeman, please print this. It is straightforward and comes from every mother of every kid in America. Incredible to get everybody on the same page. Yep. They all signed it. Yes, that, that's right. It was a big Zoom that they had. Dear Travis Kelsey. This is an email to Mike Freeman. <laughs> Dear Travis Kelsey, congratulations on your current status. 
Your are a superhero. Uh, she's looking for linguistic help. Uh, she said your. Your are a superhero to most every child in America. It did not come easily, yet here you are. But with this iconic status comes responsibilities of which you seem to ignore. Your language. Your use of underscore U-C-K. A crazy way of censoring that, by the way. Parentheses, my own commentary. I've never seen somebody censor the F word by underscoring the F, leaving it out, but including U-C-K. It's crazy. Underscore uck. It's so crazy. For the F word... We don't even know it's in it. We just know we know it's the... It's the could be your use, of, your use of luck in every sentence is just plain wrong. There is no luck. Um, there is no try. There is only do. The uh, your use of so we'll just say uck when she has. Uh, if you I can don't want you to, to do see. that, Jason. It's been me uncomfortable the number of times you said it, so it's giving me the ick. Your use of uck in oh. every sentence is just plain wrong, Lebo. I don't support this. I am quite sure your parents did not allow you and your brother to use that word growing up. Citation needed. It is distracting to what you were trying to say. It is offensive to most and greatly downplays your intelligence. America's youth want to emulate you. To allow them to think using curse words and uck is cool, comma, 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 comma. Well, it is not. Shame on you. Someday you may be a father. Would you want your children to hear their hero talk like you do? Yes. For all parents... Please show how a supper star can also be an articulate gentleman. Oh, she said supper. She wrote supper. Please show how a supper star can also be an articulate gentleman. Signed, every parent. Again, incredible to get the. I mean, Jason, you're a parent. Yeah, I've, I've been. I, I've we we talked. We we all got every parent got together. The every parent group. Um, you know, uh, you can opt in. Um, and I'm a member of the Every Parent Group by being a parent. Yeah. Uh, and she is speaking for me. These are all the words that I've been wanting to say. I've been trying to tell Travis Kelsey, you're our hero. Yes. And I've been trying to let him know how a supper star acts. A true supper star. Yeah. Please show how a supper star can also be an articulate gentleman. I am a supper star. While I kind of feel like I'm an articulate gentleman, the articulate part, maybe? Excuse me. The gentleman part? Excuse me, supper star. <laughs> Definitely that. A, a parent, at least. I am a parent. That much is a parent. Wouldn't you hate it if your kids grew up to be like Travis Kelsey? I would. I would. I would be so disappointed in him by using a curse word. Yeah, that would probably be the thing I couldn't get over. I can't believe you're bleeping dating Taylor Swift. And also, like. As the concerned parent so clearly summarizes the contentious relationship that he must have with his parents. Oh, yeah. It's clear that Kelsey family is oh. so deeply fractured. I'm telling you this. Donna is so ashamed of him. <laughs> I'm speaking for every parent here. Jason Kelsey, put your damn shirt on, okay? Thank you! You are a superhero to so many in Philadelphia and across the world. Superhero. To most every, well, he might be the supper. He hero. is I'm the supper sure. hero. Uh, he might be the. I can be your supper hero. <laughs> that should be something, Jason. Figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I can take away your food. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes in the locker room from the uh, the the CW cameras that the pictures going around? No. Oh, you haven't. Oh, Mahomes uh, is tweeting about it right now. Actually. Oh, really? Um, is he having supper? It, no, but is oh, he having dinner? On. No. Come on, come on, Twitter. No, don't, don't do it to me now, Twitter. 
Oh, Twitter's doing it to me. I was trying uh, to say We're going to get there. It's the uh, post-game locker room festivities. And um, as Patrick Mahomes has tweeted about the photo, yo, why'd they have to do me like that? Hashtag dad bod season. Oh, no. I've got kids. Oh, no. Does it show him with a little bit of a gut? I'll, I'll let you be the judge of that. Bobby, this, what are you doing, Bobby Strump? Come on, Bobby. This is <laughs> this is pliability right here. This is flexibility and sort of right, the abdomen yeah, that's, level. That's fine. That's fine. You know what? This, Most dads would love to this have would a body be, like Patrick Mahomes. This would be an achievement for almost all of us. That would take me two years to, to get to, to that, get to level, that of level of tone? gut. <laughs> to that level of gut. I'm not talking about the, the, the shoulders and the arms or anything like that. No, that's not going to take me just two years to get there. But... but to get to the uh, level of the gut, it, uh, a couple of years uh, worth of uh, changing my dietary habits and working with Bobby. But as uh, the best summary I've seen on Twitter is uh, Chandler on Twitter just uh, posted, Brady injected deer piss directly into his vein, and Mahomes is the greatest player we've ever seen purely running on Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me very happy. Dad bod season in full effect, man. <sighs> That is great. I mean, the man's 27 years old. I mean, you start to, that, that testosterone slows down, man. I, I have to imagine it's going to come back and bite him in the Super Bowl. All right, hanging out here on this Wednesday edition. We'll talk with Cynthia Freeland coming up at 11 o'clock. Our supper star. Yeah, it's right. And Kendall Gammon, we'll talk with him coming up at noon as well. Another supper star. And uh, Mick Schaefer, dessert star. <laughs> KSHB 41 <laughs> sports <Seafood star>. director. <laughs> as long as the supper is seafood, he is starring in that role. A lot of clips that I still want to play. We'll do it after Cynthia Freeland because there are no uh, Chiefs press conferences today. Um, but um, Andy Reid, want to get into some of those clips from the uh, Let's Go podcast that came out yesterday or Monday? Uh, I saw Good that Lord. floating around. they got to get better marketing because I didn't know this happened until I saw the clips you had yeah. I spent all morning listening and cutting new heights. I was like, oh, when was Andy Reid on Tom Brady's yeah. podcast? Saw that would it, be um, interesting to hear. Saw it last night. And so Jim Gray and Tom Brady. So uh, cut up a few clips from that. Um, there are some uh, certainly some interesting things, especially when you get Andy Reid sitting down with guys that he's comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And not in a press conference setting, not in a short form setting. But in a long form, here's, you know, 20 minutes of just Jim Gray, Tom Brady, and uh, Andy Reid talking. Um, So uh, we'll play some of those things, including going to Vegas, playing on the road in the postseason, what happened after Christmas Day, trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Can he enjoy the moment right now, or is it just business? And uh, the sort of um, natural leadership instincts of Patrick Mahomes that Tom Brady talks about of, like, you know, just feels like Mahomes is always doing the right thing. Just feels like you know he's saying the right thing, he's doing the right thing, and you know Andy's like, "Well, Tom, you would know. Yep. <laughs> you would know yep. about those things. Like it's uh, just something that's just sort of natural with uh, with people." So we hear some of those things, uh, and then uh, still Travis Kelsey to weigh in on that uh, touchdown catch that he had with Kyle Hamilton, um, the first touchdown Kyle Hamilton has given up this year came in the game, the first drive against uh, Travis Kelsey. You see the viewership numbers? NFL on CBS delivered the most-watched AFC Championship game ever. Uh, The week after the most-watched divisional round game ever. 
Sunday's game peaked with more than 64 million viewers. And NFL on CBS led all networking during pre, uh, postseason, averaging 46 million viewers. CBS Sports' best postseason since the NFL returned to CBS in 1998. Um, back-to-back weeks, the Chiefs in a game broke the record for the most watched round of the game. Well, of, of the postseason. Imagine how good the ratings would have been if the six most annoying guys you know were watching. They were all boycotted, of course, for reasons that are still unclear. Imagine if Taylor Swift wasn't there. Oh, my goodness. And Kelsey didn't get the shot? Like that? Maybe 64.1 million? At least. Oof. 